In a world where heresy blankets the airwaves, religious stuffed shirts suck the life out of Sunday morning, and prosperity teachers rob grandmothers of their pensions, three unassuming ministers endeavor to shine the light of biblical theology and put the fun back in fundamentalism. Broadcasting live from the Hall of Dogma... Brought to you this week by the American Bakers Association, Triskaidekaphobia, and Puberty. Welcome in to episode 13 of the Gospel Friends. I'm Rev Verbage. We're using our uh, our fake names now. Well, I just did. I'm Captain Crunchy, aka Chase. And that intro makes me want to use my title, Nuclear Dick. Hey, awesome. Hey, did you hit record? I think so. Okay, I was just checking. You know, it says we're recording, and there's the line going back and forth. Like awesome! It's got I just didn't hear you say anything. Do you guys know? Oh, what, I've been uh, recording for a while. Do you guys know why the American Bakers Association is bringing us uh, bringing Baker's dozen is thirteen? Yeah. Do you know what Triskaidekaphobia is? That is fear of the number fourteen. No, it is. Close. I'm sorry, thirteen. Yes, <laughs> it is. 14. The fear right. of the number I got, thirteen. I got ahead of myself. Yes, thirteen. Yes. Okay. I don't know what if there's really anybody scared of the number fourteen. Well, back in my day, there was the Friday the 13th movies, but really the best one was Saturday the 14th, <laughs> starring Justine Bateman off of uh, Family Ties. Anyway, Nick. Are you not kidding? How do, uh, I'm not kidding. That was a real movie. Oh, are it you wasn't serious? Really I thought great. you were being goofy. It was Chase. a lot, hold comedy on. movie. Sure. Uh, check it, David. Okay, I'm going. Sam, while you're doing that, that, right? Do you remember that, Samuel? Saturday so, the 14th? So we have, I Did guess, you really? I wow. guess y'all are both old. Since okay. we're we're talking about this right off the way, so we have a guest in the Hall of Dogma today. That none now, of you all can hear, really. You can't really hear. And if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, you have heard us mention Sam several times. I, I doubt Sam has ever actually listened to the podcast, so he probably has not heard his name. He he did once. Okay, so uh, but um, Sam was it a whole episode or just part of one? Halo, Halo Sam. Sam with the constant halo above his head. What do we decide your name's going to be? Or are we going to reveal it next week? You have to come up with a superhero name. Ch- uh, Sam will be here next week uh, helping yeah. co-host. So. Yay, indeed. All right. Uh, anyway, Nick, how do people get a hold of us? If you want to reach out and comment on anything we are um, talking about or join the discussion, um, two best places are on the Twitter, at um, MyGospelFriends on the Twitter, and then we've got a Facebook <laughs> Thank you for grinning. Is it that I'm funny, sorry. David? Yeah, just I've got a story. Are you, are you I got a, at, I've got a story later. Go ahead. All right. I thought it was something with okay, no. whatever. I thought David found a funky IMDB article. Yeah. Um, all right. So you've got the Twitter, and then you've got a Facebook group, the Hall of Dogma. So Facebook.com slash group slash Hall of Dogma. Guys, episode thirteen. Um, some people would consider that unlucky. Not us, because we're not in superstition. But what is on tap for today, Chase? Uh, well, I'm going to do a, a, an abbreviated episode of Take It or Leave It, um, and uh, we got some other things, too. A very fun, hopefully, musical game. Why are you drinking my drink? Dude, I just drank your drink. That's nasty. I sure did. Ah. Are you sick right now? Oh, that's yes. delightful. It was It was next to my iPad. Audience, y'all don't realize how I awkward this is. I have strep flu. But <laughs> Chase takes the title of germaphobe to a whole new level. Are you um, going to drink that now? Yes. It's my Mountain Dew, man. We I'm had the same. You, why, why did you have your drink on the left side of your laptop? You're right-handed. Uh, that's where I always put it. I mean, this is like it. our 50th show, and that's where I always put it. Scoot your drink away. 
I was about to say, y'all usually don't have this problem. Nick, What's what are happened? you? What are you bringing today? I'm apparently, I'm, hopefully, peace and resolution to the room. I've got to find some. I'm angry. I've got to find some <laughs> sandpaper for my tongue right now. I, I'm not familiar with this website, Church Pop, but they had an article that kind of came across. I think it was on Facebook this week, but it's 37 signs you were a youth group kid. <laughs> some of them we may avoid, but some of them I thought were pretty, pretty funny. So Church Pop, that's the this, this site run by the Mormons Witnesses, I think. So <laughs> it's pretty solid. That explains part of this. That'll be good. We're also going to talk about a very controversial tweet this week from friend of the show, Richard Dawkins, uh, <laughs> who uh, actually, uh, yeah. yeah, he did. He, he tweeted out week. some some very um, unfunny. That is uh, absolutely true. Yeah, un, unfunny. Is unfunny a word? It is now. Okay, unfunny um, uh, insights about abortion. So anyway, we're gonna we're gonna listen to the gospel, friends, and expand your vocabulary. We're gonna deal with that controversy today, but first we're gonna deal with some breaking breaking news, news or at least breaking to us. You just put your Mountain Dew back in the same place where it was when I drank <laughs> right. out of Always it. Boys, boys, gosh. So as we we're getting ready to start recording today. Uh, we uh, got word that um, Mark Driscoll at Mars Hill Church in Seattle has made a, an announcement in one of the afternoon services, uh, and uh, it looks like he is going to be, among other things, taking a break from the uh, teaching pulpit there at Mars Hill as well as the pastoral office uh, for at least six weeks. Um, he has requested a break for processing, healing, and growth. Um, and uh, while uh, the leaders of Mars Hill conduct a thorough examination of the accusations that have been brought against him. Now, we, we dealt with um, a lot of these issues and accusations back on episode uh, 11. Is that right? Yes. Though. Yes. And so uh, a lot of that controversy, if, if, if you're not familiar with it, go back and listen to that episode. We dealt with a lot of that. But guys, uh, news that, among other things, uh, Driscoll is going to be stepping away for a while. I think I think that's the right decision. Uh, you guys, if you've listened to the show at all, I think we have a nuanced view on Driscoll. Um, I, I, you know, and, and on the one hand, I love the guy because mm-hmm. he clearly preaches the gospel with passion. Uh, on the other hand, some of the charges that have been brought brought against him are are serious. And uh, you know, we're in the deep south; we're not up there to have hands on experience. And quite frankly, very very few people are. So there's a lot of hearsay. Hearsay doesn't mean it's not true. But it is hearsay, and so I want to be very, very careful to cast aspersions his way. First uh, Corinthians thirteen kind of tells us to to be people of hope. hope uh, love believes all things. You know that, that that might sound a little naive, but I think that's who we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be a trusting people with discernment. Uh, at the same time, I, I think. This is likely a very good thing for Mars Hill, and I, I am prayerful. It'll be a, a great thing to uh, grow deep and bring to repentance Mark Driscoll um, if they're in the areas that needs repentance. Yeah, we were talking, you know, at the beginning of the show, and just how after everything settled out, kind of, what do you think about the way Acts twenty nine went about um, their their steps they took with Mars Hill? And to me, it it almost. It makes me afraid. It just validates their um, claims, their charges, their their reasons, and um, not not trying to pit anybody against one another. Or not because this is this is what they said they were hoping, praying for in the process. Um, but it does. It, I know there's going to be people that will say, "Well, it was the only thing he could do." Well, no, 
We've seen plenty of pastors hold fast to their pulpit, whether they should have or not. And so it is encouraging to me to see um, see him willing to take a step back, try to try to seek um, some resolution to perception, you know, public perception issues, as well as um, be willing to accept there may be internal issues. Because there, you said there were kind of some things he he outlined that he was willing to do. In pre- yeah. Show prep. yeah, there's there's several things. There, I think during his statement he read at Mars Hill after um, preaching one of the services, he listed out about eight things that would be happening in the next several weeks. Looks like the um, the uh, um, he's submitting to the process that's in the church bylaws where um, accusations that have been made against him will be investigated and addressed. Um, he's taking the break that we mentioned. Um, the uh, He is going to postpone a um, publication of a book that he had scheduled until a, a future season to be determined. They are adding board members to the um, advisors and accountability there at Mars Hill. And, um, and he said, you know, of, of, you know, he's going to continue to seek the Lord about plans for the future for him and his family. And he's also entered into some mentoring um, counseling with a, a professional team of mature Christians um, and, and, and so, you know, look, I, I do, I think this is good. I, I what I want to see from people, um, you know, what I, what I, I hope to really see from people is just a, a supporting of him during this time. And, uh, you know, he's had a, he's had a lot of critics out there, a lot of critics in the media, but they've all, you know, most of the critics, um, and most of the people who've kind of brought these things up have said, we want what's best for him. We want we want him to you know we're not doing this to to get at him. We're doing this because we want him to change. Well, now you're going to have the opportunity to kind of show that. Uh, John Piper uh, tweeted out uh, just a, just a little bit ago. Uh, I hope Mark Driscoll feels a tidal wave of hope filled prayer mm-hmm. for a new day and a new man in this season. And I think that is I think that is um, uh, something that that true brothers in Christ could get behind saying this for Mark Driscoll mm-hmm. during this time. Yeah. He would, uh, th- th- this is not a thing where someone, I, I think, should be hoping he's disqualified or removed from ministry from now on. If, yep. if he's got issues, deal with them and and grow into who God wants him to be. You use that word disqualified. I've seen so many people on internet forums, some of which all of us are members of, so many people just talk about how totally Dis- Driscoll has disqualified himself as a minister of the gospel. And, and look, that may be true, but I, I, all of us have, I have read a ton of stuff on this situation with Driscoll. And, and I, you know, it's it's just hard to pin down the the disqualification. In fact, even in, in Driscoll's announcement today, he very readily admitted wrongdoing that he made a lot of mistakes, mm-hmm. uh, sins, and things like that. But but nobody's really talking about kind of the substance of this. And so I feel like people that are kind of removed from Mars Hill, we don't know what's you know if this is a disqualifying situation or not. It's kind of dangerous to talk like you do. Uh, even in this, uh, the article I just tweeted out from religionnews.com announcing his him stepping down. Even in that article published today, August 24th, it says this, Driscoll recently admitted to and apologized for comments he made under the pseudonym William Wallace II. Uh, guys, he admitted those comments in 2006 in a book he published, and he made the comments, what, what was it, 14 years ago? Yeah. I don't think that's disqualifying 
in August of 2014 if it wasn't disqualifying in February of 2005 or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, you know, we, when we talked about that when we dealt with this is that a lot of the the mis you know the misinformation the the facts. Um, that are going out are, are construed, um, you know, making this. I think I think one article we read said new revelations that he had posted these things online. Well, no, it wasn't new revelations. This is <laughs> revelations from years ago. I, I will say, interesting in the Christianity Today article uh, that I'm that I'm uh, reading through right now, uh, Tim Keller told the uh, NYT's Michael Paulson. He says, in the internet age, Mark Driscoll definitely built up the evangelical movement enormously. But the brashness and the arrogance and the rudeness in personal relationships, which he himself has confessed repeatedly, was obvious to many from the earliest days, and he has definitely now disillusioned quite a lot of people. Hmm. Oh, Tim Keller said that. Tim Keller said that. Yeah, that's that's so that's strong. Uh, that's pretty strong because I you know, I have a lot of respect for Keller, and uh, uh, he actually said this in yesterday's uh, front page article on uh, NYT. I actually don't know what is that oh, New wow. York Times. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, so uh, it was an article from August 22nd saying Mark Driscoll is being urged to leave Mars Hill, um, a brash style that filled pews until followers had their fill was the name of the article. But uh, I guess Tim Keller's there in New York, and they interviewed him for it. And I, I assume he has some personal uh, relationship and interaction there with Driscoll, or at least knows some people who have. Yeah, uh, so he would know some people who have quite well. He's been involved in – hasn't he been involved in Acts 29 yes. and the Resurgence and some of those things? Oh, the, so. Well, Driscoll used to be in the Gospel Coalition. Gospel Coalition. That's uh, it. Keller was a co-founder of. I, I, I will say this. That, that That's the things that, that I read and see and that gives me pause about Driscoll is, is you know, look, I, we've listened to Driscoll, especially the last few years. I mean, can he be a little bit abrasive in his sermons? Yes, but but honestly, I think – and I'm not talking about the profanity or anything like that. I'm talking about the last few years after that was cleaned up. Um, a little abrasive in his sermons, but not, in my mind, overly so. Certainly not disqualifyingly so. But see, I but also the, maintain some of that, that abrasiveness was what suited him to that area that was a no-holds-barred – type of situation anyway. Well, so, I think yeah. that's what the New York Times people were saying is that, hey, it filled the pews well, it's uh, not in even... the church, but uh, eventually people around him had had their fill of it. Well, I think that that's the issue. I don't think it was the sermon style so much. It was uh, apparently the like, like the, the way accountability works at the church was changed. See, that's tough... Power was consolidated yeah. in different ways. And, and, and then, of course, Keller's talking about some arrogance and brashness in personal communication that that's the part that you know is that disqualifying it certainly seems borderline but stepping down just seems like the right thing to do i hope six weeks is is the right amount of time when he seemed open to be long he said a minimum of six weeks so it doesn't it seems like it you know and and uh, you know, we talked about it maybe maybe this is the thing uh, i think we, we talked about on episode 11 is that that desire to be famous, to be well-known, to be – and I don't know that Driscoll started off with that at all. But I'm saying that there's a lot of young guys out there who I think that's their goal. Like they want to be well-known and have a lot of followers and have a lot of people downloading their sermons. And But, you know, Driscoll just started off planning a church with some guys in a small group in his, in his house. I don't think he ever thought it would grow to this, to this point. And uh, but there's a danger in fame. There's a danger in being well known. There's a, there's a danger in things growing so big so fast. And it's possible that that Driscoll got kind of caught up in that with um, with some of the things that we're hearing behind the scenes. But I hope people are praying for him. Mm-hmm. You know, Romans eleven twenty nine says the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Now. 
Uh, I read that verse to say God, as, as he gifts someone and calls someone, that is not a gift and a calling that he that he removes. Now, I do think you can disqualify yourself from certain biblical leadership positions, such as yes. being an elder. But, you know, whatever gifts Driscoll has been given by the Lord and whatever calling in terms of ministry, in terms of making disciples, I don't think those are things that, that God, um, according to Romans 11, would, would pull back on. So um, whether or not he will still be an elder and still needs to be a pastor of a church, I guess, will remain to be seen. But we should, people should want the want him to get to a place where he can still fulfill what God's calling is on his life in these in, and use the gifts God has given him in these last seasons or, or these next seasons of life. One thing I thought about, too, is it also doesn't invalidate the truth of some of the things that he would articulate. Oh, yeah. In yeah a, in a, I agree with that. In an honest way, in a way that was not comfortable was not easy but you know um one of my uh, my sister-in-laws was um getting ready to go back to school and she was you know she she's been here for um she's away for a year kind of came back and and she's um one of she's in that phase of life where she's kind of having to make faith her own and you know one of the books that I thought about to at least as a starting point was his doctrine book which is what Christians should believe and you know even the title of that's pretty can be considered brash, but you know, I didn't give it to her as a absolute go-to, but as a, Hey, here's, here's some good references. Cause throughout that book, he takes big topics. He lays, you know, lays it with scripture, but it's a lot smaller than, you know, uh, the commentary that, that you reference so many times. Um, theological, uh, what is it? Systematic, systematic, systematic yeah, 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 I'm not going to give yeah. my 19 year old sister-in-law Grudem's textbook, but you know, handing her that as a starting point. Yeah. You know, although it's pretty pretty well written, she could probably read it. Uh, look, I don't doubt her ability to read the book. That's not what and, I mean. and understand. I think it's a great. Uh, you know, we we've been in a small group that I'm leading. We've been doing the real marriage uh, mm-hmm. book that Driscoll and his wife. I like a lot of that book. Uh, led and and I said that in my last small group. Sam know, really likes chapter eight. Uh, um, I don't even remember which chapter that is. We're on chapter four right now or three. But uh, um, you know, we I pay for that, aren't I? I address that right at the beginning of our last small group because this controversy had came up and some of the people in the group were asking about it. And I said, you know, I, I just told him, I said, look, there's, I've thoroughly read, investigated kind of this, you know, the, the accusations against him. And at, at, at no point have I seen anything that would cause me to think that he was not teaching truthful things. And, and even the accusations against him was not against his teaching. It was more against, he wasn't living out what he was teaching behind the scenes. Um, Brings out it brings up good questions on those things. I just happened to read this article. Do you guys know who um, they heard the song "Glory to God Forever" worship song? I'm sure I have, but I don't know it offhand. Well, it is a it's a, uh, apparently a pretty popular uh, worship song, "Glory to God uh, Forever," um, written by a uh, popular writer and singer, Vicky Beeching. I yeah, uh, and I oh, is that the lady that came yeah? Out? She just came out as um, being a, a homosexual. I've heard her and, uh, songs. I think uh, I think maybe the press might have made a little bit of a of a big deal on how you know you know essentially it was Vicky Beecham Beeching has come out as a lesbian and churches everywhere sing her songs. What a what a scandal this is! But she's not as popular as uh, as well, they made. I've out, heard of her. I'm not yeah. saying. I mean, I'm not saying that. 
Look, I'm not trying to make the Michael Sam play. There's a lot of people that say the only reason the Rams drafted Michael Sam is because he's homosexual. And quite frankly, football-wise, I do not believe that is the case. I believe they drafted him as a football player. If you I actually, pay attention to preseason. I actually said that. Did you? To a degree. I, look, here's what I said. I said the fact that the ESPN cameras were in his that's in his absolutely home, true. Videoing him absolutely. in the final round of the draft was because of, of that. He was picked in the right place, sixth, yeah. seventh round. But yeah, that, that's guys, he's a potential NFL player. Now, should should a sixth or seventh round draft pick get cameras in his living room? I don't think so at all. Well, no um, sixth or seventh round draft pick ever has, but that I know of um, before him, which was kind of my point. Yes, um, and, and there I, I totally agree with that. I'm just speaking of football. Uh, anyway, but, you know, but I don't know Vicky Beeching songs. Well, you at, get on Vicky Beeching. She was, she was right there on the. Um, I, I brought her up because we were talking about whether or not his teaching was invalidated, and so I was going to bring up the fact that you have guys like maybe a Ray Bolts or a Jennifer Knapp or people who are pretty popular singers or songwriters, and the question people would ask the question: Should you still do their songs that oh. they wrote after they've come out as being? Uh, living a lifestyle contrary to scripture does that change and 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 i would my 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 first thought would be well no if the word if the song is theologically accurate i wish sam was on the mic because i know he's a worship guy so he might have something input there but that's his take i've asked him about it before okay Uh, so you know if it's theologically accurate that doesn't change and i would say the same thing with teaching um if you know, the person's lifestyle wasn't living up to what they were teaching, but I don't think that doesn't that means their teaching wasn't solid. So. Yeah. By the way, we've had that situation here at the Hall of Dogma Church. The song "Healer," I believe you're my healer. Yes, I was uh, gonna. Is that what were you gonna miss? I, I was gonna. That was what I was thinking. I wouldn't mention that because if if that goes, you've got to throw out the song "Healer." Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't get it. Why? Well, oh, dude was lying. Uh, yeah, supposedly he, he he came out and said he had cancer and that God had healed him. But oh, I didn't know he that. performed at, when the first the song was first coming out. He performed on stage with Hillsong with an oxygen tank on stage. Okay, I did not know that. Well, uh, we will continue to follow the Driscoll story. And um, uh, let me say one more thing about the Driscoll thing. Yeah, the body of Christ needs and benefits greatly from a godly, uh, humble walking in the spirit and in accordance with the word Mark Driscoll. And and so, you know, you might say, well, this is a good thing that he's been removed because of all the bad things he's done. I don't know whether that's right or not. I do know the body of Christ benefits from a godly Mark Driscoll. So let's pray that that's what hmm. comes about. However it comes about, let's pray for that. Amen to that. I agree. Yeah. And uh, the body of Christ needs a um, rejuvenated and... Um, How'd you put it? Reformed Mark Driscoll? Yes. Humble, our, godly, all yeah. that kind of good stuff. But you know what our regular bodies need, guys? Hey, the site's back online. Soap? Yes, we do need soap, especially the last few weeks when the Hall of Dogma left side air conditioner was out. <laughs> do you know what kind of soap you guys could have for just five ninety nine plus shipping? That's expensive for just one bar of soap. Well, it's not just normal soap. It is bacon soap. <laughs> All right, so Mark Driscoll to Vicky Beeching to Bacon. That's quite a... This is how we roll. Okay. On the Gospel Friends. It's so, a little uh, jarring, but I'm in. So I was eating lunch with my in-laws this week and discovered that they were... We oh, this were, is even better. Well, we were talking... They, they were cooking bacon in the back of the restaurant. Somebody said, hey, we're going to all smell like bacon when we get home. And somebody said, well, you know, you can't just buy bacon soap these days. And I, I said, well, you really can't buy bacon Had soap. Had to be Christopher. I uh, know. It was uh, Christy. 
Okay. But they, right. I said, you really can't buy bacon soap. And they were like, no, they, they really do make. And so, I, of course, I, I went and Googled it. And sure enough, think de- thinkgeek.com. Of course it's thinkgeek. Um, has a uh, bacon soap. Um, looks and smells like bacon, but it's a bar of soap. You Look, will smell man. so delicious. Five ninety nine in stock now, um, and it even comes in a fancy little tin. So it, it got me thinking about what other kind of um, bacon products were out there. Uh, because if you can buy bacon soap, you know, what other kind of bacon products could you can buy? I just... Because people are fascinated gotta... with, people are fascinated with bacon. You guys agree with that? Yeah, but I'm afraid this would be counterproductive. Bacon soap? Yeah. Why? I think so, too. Okay, so... Well, not if you want to smell like bacon. Right, but in your life, who are the people that most appreciate, we'll use the word appreciate, bacon? Who appreciates bacon? The most, yeah. Your dogs? Okay, who else? I appreciate bacon. All right. Me, too. How do your wives necessarily feel about bacon? Oh, my uh, wife loves bacon. My okay. wife likes bacon. She doesn't like the smell of bacon. So my my point being, <laughs> if you walk around smelling like bacon, oh, I see where you're going. With thank this. you. I All see right. where you're going. That's just that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Help me help you. I guess. <laughs> so what you're saying is bacon soap will not be beneficial in the it could be a nighttime romance department. That or if you want. As you're walking through the woods, if you want every dog in a five-mile vicinity to hunt you down. That's two strikes against bacon soap. Hey, I wonder why. So why would you and buy bacon soap? Much. I don't know. Look, I'm into cereal, but I'm not going to buy cereal soap. For one, that would be painful. <laughs> but you will smell delicious. C- cereal soap. But again, delicious to himself. Well, but, but even then, that's not much of an advantage. That's is my it? point. Okay, yeah. All right. That's you haven't what, sold that's me the, on any can't you, so. can't you picture walking into work, though, and people being like, man, who just bought some bacon? You'd be like, ah. You know who I didn't needs buy that? Any. A police officer. Because when people Wait. say, I smell Chase, bacon, you no, just, they totally would Chase, be able to make did it. You, did you no, just do no, that? No, no, Yes, he oh, did. You just alienated and We're drove sorry. off every if, police officer who's listening to this show. Now we have no listeners. a family to. member of a police officer. My dad was a police officer. My stepmom was a police officer. My wow. grandfather was a police officer. And my brother-in-law is about we to be went a police officer. Now. When I was called into ministry, members of your I own was congregation. a graduate. Uh, I was in graduate school for criminal justice to go in the FBI. Go police. Let me tell you this. We have no listeners who are police officers and no uh, listeners in Paducah, Kentucky. And if you're a police officer in Paducah, you can (laughs) forget about it. You're going to come down and arrest time is short. All right. A few other guys. I'll give you a – I did go on a search for other bacon-related products. These are actual products that you can buy off Amazon.com. Oh, thank Uh, you. Because, again, I think people are fascinated with bacon. My my son, whom we adopted from – Another country over in Asia. Um, what, an we, undisclosed country? Undisclosed, Hong Kong. We could not get him to eat, um, like, uh, really anything meat-related when he got home. It just He didn't like the consisti- consistency of it until we gave him bacon. Bacon. Well, who hey, can turn down bacon? I it's mean, honestly, universal, it's amazing food. All right, would you choose? Terrible soap. How about bacon gumballs? Ooh. You can get 22 pieces of bacon gumballs off of uh, Amazon.com for $3.27. I, I would take bacon go- gumballs off of that that awful squeezable bacon stuff you tweeted uh, out y'all see a that? couple of weeks ago. Oh, 
That's there was actually nasty. squeezable bacon for. Um, all right, how about uh, bacon for air freshener? People, bacon air freshener for your car. See, for, for my car, maybe, but again, not the the family car. That's just, uh, that would smell nasty when you I've, got in. I've been in Chase's car before, and I, I think pretty much bacon air freshener, ham air freshener, hamburger poor meat Chase. air. I mean, anything That's funny. would poor, probably poor be better than, than... So we need to get you some bacon air freshener to further the uh, the man van calls. Hey, if anybody wants to email me, I'll give you David's bank login information. How about... Because <laughs> ba- I have it. How about uh, Mr. Bacon's bacon-flavored toothpaste? That's just nasty. You can get uh, a pack of that on Amazon for six eighty. There's something about an aftertaste there that I'm I'm not entirely comfortable with. No, I'm not down with that. All right. Well, I guess. uh, So is it just the? So I guess the bacon floss would be out. Bacon flavored (laughs) floss. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You can buy all this stuff. You can. That's remarkable. This is one my kids would like. Last one I'll do. Bacon shaped adhesive bandages. So band aids that look like bacon. See, that's no problem. Uh, yeah, my kids would be into that. I think I think my daughter's actually bought some um, bacon uh, duct tape for those duct tape wallets they're trying oh, to make. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I would that get kind the of stuff. Bacon that's the bandages. big fad. I would get the bacon bandages with the um, bacon soap. I'd get one of those bacon, um, the, the, the Live Strong style bracelets. I'd rock one of those. No problem. Nice. I'm actually hungry right now. I'm starving. Yeah, that doesn't make me hungry. It doesn't make me want to go bathe in it, though. So right. here's the thing about bacon is it, but it's not just the smell; it's also the taste. But are you guys crispy bacon or are you all? Um, mm. I like, um, uh, yeah. My wife has to have the as crispy a bacon as you can get. She now is she really like crunchy? Like tap it on yeah, something and it that, sh- that's how falls she, I, apart. I don't like it. Like I'm that. Not, I like yeah. I like mine just a. I don't want to say undercooked, but not definitely not to that point. Yeah, there needs to be a crunch when you bite it. But yeah, I'm okay yeah. with it being a little chewy. Personally, I, I, I don't mind it, it being chewy as long as there's a crunch. Yeah, mm. I want it relatively crunchy, but not dried out or blackened. Yeah, I'm not a dried out. Blackened bacon. Eh, no, thank you. Yeah, I actually tweeted out a picture of a big mound of bacon that I had cooked a few weeks ago for a men's group. Mm. and um, I, 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 We appreciate the invite. And I had people come back and, and critique saying it looked like you cooked it too long. Uh, what men's group is that? It's a it's one you're not invited to. I uh, know. Okay. It's for... It's for College kids seeking seeking Jesus. Okay. Hmm. All right, boys, y'all ready to play a game? Let's do it. Okay. Who is it this week? Me versus Nick? Yes. I lost last week to Chase, so a little redemption here. Samuel, I need you to come over and sit. And I will tell you, because you have cracked on me so much today, I knew it was coming earlier today. I cued Nick in on the game we were playing (laughs) so that he could go home and prepare figures although i really don't know that that would help here's the game we're gonna have a music lyrics trivia game i'm dead and uh (laughs) maybe so maybe not there is at least one country song in here for christian songs and uh uh, some other smatterings do you have any garth smatterings or anything we'll just have to we'll just have to see if we have any Garth or not. Or VeggieTales. Um, no I heard Veggie the Tales. best rendition of Friends in Low Places I've How about heard in a Frozen? long time last Frozen, night. Things not off the Frozen, Frozen soundtrack. Because that's for um, younger people. 
than All us. Right. But here's basically how the game's going to work, guys. I'm going to give you a question. If you can answer it without the hint, you get two points. If you need a hint to answer it, you Ooh. only get one point. I don't what? think I'm going to uh, give uh, you multiple uh, uh. choice, but if you'd really start to stink it up after a couple of questions, I'll go ahead and just make up some multiple Great. choice ones. Okay. Um, but I think you guys got this. Do um, I have to give you song, title, or artist? Well, it or just both? depends on the song. The, the questions are varied a little bit, so okay. you'll just have to play along. Um, I will just say this. Who wants to start? Hold it real quick. Do you feel like when he when he has these interesting rules to the games that there there's a no win scenario somehow some way for one of us? I, I wasn't listening. So okay, good. Just, good job, David. Thanks for being cued in. Long, complicated instructions don't go well for me. I I, I tend to I tend to blank out. You can ask my uh, wife. Bacon. I, just, <laughs> I was actually thinking about a BLT. Nice. But I figure nice. y'all, in the end, y'all will tell me we'll, whether or we'll not I win. We'll explain it to you. All right. All right, Nick, you get to pick then. Do you Woo-hoo. want to have the first question, or do you want to defer to David? I'll, I'll defer to Rev Verbage. As it turns out, <laughs> that might be a uh, that might be a good strategic play, because yes. that gives you the Garth Brooks song. David, here's your question, you and it, we start off with a difficult one. It gets easier. Just because I realized that... His relationship with Miss Yearwood began hey, long. <laughs> be quiet. Go. Here's the question. What good ship and crew was a bone to be chewed when the gales of November came early? What? This might be the most challenging question out there. What good ship and crew was a bone to be chewed when the gales of November came early? Uh, when the music so guys, sp- am I supposed to give you guys the song title? Uh, that's the question. It's out of a. It is a song title. Okay. The lollipop. The lollipop is a good guess, but good it's wrong. Lollipop. I'm going to give you a hint. Okay. It was loaded with 26,000 tons of iron ore, so you had to keep a light foot around the cargo to avoid having your toes smashed. This is some kind of pirate song. Uh, was the ship the A Jolly Roger? B, Mary Celeste, or C, Edmund Fitzgerald? Mary Celeste. Wow. Y'all don't know the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald? Okay, that's zero points to you, David. Um, that song by well, Gordon Lightfoot. You missed that one. <laughs> no, wait, I you'll, didn't you'll get, get it. Be- you'll get better. Where do you get this stuff? I just made it up. All right, Nick, to the you, Google. this might be a little bit more down your alley. Name yes. that song. A mulatto, an albino, a mosquito, my libido. This is one of the most important songs of our lifetime, as it were. You should know this song. A mulatto, an albino, a mosquito, my libido. I can hear it. I just don't know the name of it. Time's up. Here's your hint. For one point, can you smell what Kurt is cooking? The Rock. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's close. I'm out, dude. I, I think I know. Can this. you smell what Kurt is cooking? I'm going to have Is it um, All right, Tin by, by Pearl Jam? No. Jeremy by Pearl Jam? Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana? Or Black by Metallica? Oh, that wasn't any of the ones I was thinking then. My mom I'll go with Jeremy, but I don't know. My mom didn't let me listen to music like that when I was a kid. But she let you listen to Garth Brooks. That's that, a that's that a high was, moral standard. That was. Um, I'm about to come over this table. Bring it. I'm get. I'll go with Jeremy. I don't know. 
That was not the song I was thinking. That was Smells Like was Teen really? Spirit by Nirvana Jesus. frontman Kurt Cobain. I should have known the that. The song that launched the uh the whole the whole grunge music movement. Oh, this I, is about oh, to this is about to be um one of the, this is one of those that right now there are people that are just screaming because sure. they know the answers. I'm going to have to easy this up a little bit. I'm I'm a little worried. So I'm going to skip a couple of ones and that means you get the next one. In the song The Thunder Rolls, David, how does the wife know that her husband has had an affair? Uh, she smells the perfume. She in smells the, air. the perfume. perfume. Man, that is a gut-wrenching Boom. song, by the way. Your knowledge of Garth Brooks has awarded you two points for that one. Nick, to you, this one should be right up your alley as well. I what former? Just to be clear, we're two nothing, right? Two to nothing. Okay. Yes. What former youth worship band sings about a traveler who is far away from home that goes to a church and is met with judgmental glances, which convinces him that he should leave and keep on traveling? Sam knows it. I think by the if it's a former worship band, it makes me think it's Lifehouse. A former youth worship band. I'll have to guess Lifehouse, but I'm not sure. That's a good guess. Okay, Samuel said no. Um, that's not correct. I'll give you a couple of hints. They are from Atlanta, and their front man is named Mark. Hey. Oh, Casting Crowns. Casting Crowns <laughs> he, is correct. He was cheating. He got help from... Two to one. Yes, I did. He got what? help. I he, didn't see anything. He was... He was I was. I, it was I, throwing a hat. I didn't see it. Which I guess was a... Oh, he's casting a crown. Sorry, but I didn't, he, he, I didn't he got see it. it. <laughs> Oh, okay. So I'm reading through the lyrics of that song. I wonder how much girl help write those. Okay, all right. So. so it's two to one over to you, David. If the Lord is truly the Lord of them, a friend will never say this. A friend will not say never. You got it. That's four wait. I don't. Points. I don't think the audience heard him. What? What was that, David? Oh, why can't I hear myself anymore? And oh, did you mute him? He nice. muted. I thought all of a sudden my headphones stopped working. No. Friends, uh, they, a friend will not say never. That's right. You got it. I'm, I'm actually them. impressed. Oh, that song used to make me cry when I was a kid. It's four to one. Uh, wasn't that your high school graduation song, Sam Knowles? <laughs> wow. From back in the uh, I probably shouldn't have shared 1800s. That. The 1800s. All right, number seven. What, Nick, Wait, to you? It's four to one. You're doing better than I thought you would, McConnell. Buried. What Amy Grant song taught Hebrew to millions in the 1980s? I used to sing this El in church. El Shaddai is the right answer. Very, very good. And I don't That's even like her four music. To three. What? what? I didn't mean I sang a girl song in church. I meant I heard people do that. Go Keep ahead. on. Back over to you, David. This is the last question. On April 9th, 2008, this song was the closing song on Idol Gives Back, sung by the remaining eight contestants of American Idol. The lyrics of the song, however, were altered, changing the word Jesus to shepherd in the first line without the approval of the authors. Name that song. That's not good. Um, Um... I, I thought Sam was trying. David's looking for help he from the audience. He wasn't. He was. He was bumping up against the wall, and I thought he was giving me signals. Sam looks away. <laughs> Changing the phrase, "My Look, Jesus." He, he was bumping up against this flag, and so I thought, uh, I don't know. Um, give me a hint. Okay, here's your hint. 
the song was written by noted Australian female worship leader Darlene Check. Um, shout, Sh- uh, yell. <laughs> can, can, I t- can you think can I of any it? famous Please let me song. take it. It's kind of it's please with the it. word shout. Sam was Over doing you, this Nick, thing with his... Shout to the Lord. Wow. Good job. My right. Jesus. They changed it to my shepherd. Shout to the Lord. Have you ever heard that song? Well, yeah, but I mean, I was... I was I was saying the first part of it. I wasn't done My Jesus, yet. my Savior. Oh, I see. So yes. they changed it to my shepherd, my Savior? My shepherd, my wow. Savior. Now, the Hillsongs group kind of protested. The next night, they closed the show with the song in its original form. Good. So good for them. All right. Well, David, you win, but I don't think you should be particularly proud of yourself for that performance. Even though hey. he started with you and I didn't get a final question. I don't that's need okay. any critique. <laughs> Give me my trophy. That's okay. I won. You, hey, you won the game. You. Uh, it's. It's almost like... On a field goal attempt or something, you had a gift fall into your hands, and you managed to outrun a couple Beautiful. of fat guys or, or across right as, the uh, touchdown line. Right as the game was ending, someone tipped a ball into your hands. Yeah, one of those two yeah. things. I mean, you know, I'm just I'm just randomly thinking of football things. But but in the record book, <laughs> the, the Georgia fan was giving me a. But really in the good record look. book, you finished the regular season, uh, twelve and one. SEC championship and um, Look, almost a national. We title. decided we weren't talking about football today. I don't know why you're bringing this up. While your rivals went to that was uh, beautiful. your rivals went to where'd you guys go? New Orleans to get on a vacation. By Oklahoma. Don't we have a, an important Christian on a podcast vacation? to get on to this week? Uh, Richard Dawkins said on oh. Twitter that it would be immoral Wait to a minute. not... Jarring transition warning, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is uh, Look, going from silly to very deeply serious, so if you, hold on to your okay, if, roller coaster. If, if episode 13... <laughs> hold on to your roller coaster. If episode 13... Or your upright bar or whatever. If episode 13 is your first one to ever listen to, then, then this bar. may be a shocking thing not to upright you. upright bar. Which, by whatever the way, why would, you, why would you choose to start with episode 13? I mean... Well, if you're a Triskaidekaphobic, you, you would, would not. not. And you okay. would never hear it. But if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, you know so that... So this is our time to make fun of Trist- those people. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. You would know that... Um, you would know that uh, that's a that's a calling card of this show, and you're going to get whiplash from... A bit. Silly, too serious, and back again. So. We just wanted to warn you and try to be sensitive about right. that sort of thing. Richard Dawkins this week said on Twitter that it would be immoral to not abort a baby with Down syndrome. Richard Dawkins is... Uh, I, I don't really know what he is like in... Um, like, what does he do for a living? Is he a professor? Oh, he's an evolutionary scientist and, and a or fairly that. substantial one. I mean, he's, he's uh, obviously um, extremely intelligent, at least in, in book knowledge, um, and uh, a very um, outspoken atheist and um, anti-religion uh, of, all, of all types. And uh, Dawkins this week, um, it, actually, I went to his Twitter page to see how this, this thing got started. And, and he was just talking about, he was having some tweets out about civilized society. And somebody asked him about, uh, could a society really be... Uh, civilized that uh, would uh, uh, you know abort uh, children um, with uh, with Down syndrome and and he said you know he said absolutely um, and uh, he went on to uh, actually had a woman who um, tweeted him back and uh, a lot of people were tweeting him back and and she said something along the lines of well you know I don't know what I would do if I if I 
was pregnant and I found out that I was, um, you know, going to um, have a, a child with Down syndrome, I'm not sure, you know, how uh, I would I would handle that situation. And um, and Dawkins Dawkins said, and this is the quote tweet abort it and try again it would be immoral to bring into the world if you have the choice hmm. so um now there, there's a couple of Do you things like here it or lump it yeah there's a couple <laughs> of things here i i want to start i want to start off here uh because ultimately uh really with this segment i, I want to go to another tweet that was in this series of tweets that he he put out and, and actually i think that's where i'd like to camp out for a couple of minutes as far as discussion goes but i, I do want to say right off the bat Number one, uh, I think this is a, this is a very um, sensitive uh, topic in terms of – I'm always aware pastorally when we talk about abortion that often in the audience that you may have at your church or wherever the discussion is happening, there are people who have been involved in an abortion in somehow. So I, you know, whether it's someone who was perhaps a, a, a father of uh, – of, uh, an aborted child or, or a mom who chose to have an abortion along those lines. And, and my, my number one uh, comment my, that I always want to say is this is, you know, there is in Christ no condemnation. And, and I believe that, um, that for people who have been through this, um, for people who have had an abortion or been involved in one somehow— that the grace of God, the love of God, the mercy and forgiveness of God is is big enough, and it extends to those actions. And and uh, uh, at the same time, uh, I believe in taking a stand for the fact that abortion is wrong. That abortion is murder. I believe life begins um, at conception, and that um, that 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 abortion is. Uh, murder. So I, it's that it's walking. It's you know it is saying both. It is saying that this is wrong. God's grace covers it for the repentant, but but you know in taking a stand for the truth, um, uh, abortion is is wrong. So I just want to want to give that out there, um, even as we began to talk about uh, talk about this. Uh, but I think Dawkins' quote in general is uh, you know he he saying in another tweet. Um, down syndrome is one of the commonest and most moral reasons to exercise the right of abortion. Um, I think is pretty. He got condemnation uh, criticism even from people at the Huffington Post. I mean, this you know this is kind of a this is something that you kind of look at and go, okay, where where are you coming from with this? This would be the part where one of the two of you would when actually engage in the oh, conversation. That was my bad. Usually when it's that serious, I'll let Chase go first because he usually handles the serious stuff I, better than I do. Yeah, Chase is lost in something, and if I, I'm not sure what. My eyes glazed over. Sorry. No, it's okay. Not really. Um, I'm here. See, look, it, I'm even looking at a picture. Of I'll actually say that, that to me, his, his first statement, it just seems <laughs> beyond. I'm kind of with, with David, I, you know. It's going to come as no surprise that my basis for thoughts on life and things like that are going to be the same there. But it just almost comes across um, just as a numbskull guy thing to say, too, sometimes. Because, you know, I, I understand trying to, <laughs> trying to justify, not trying to justify it, but it, it, that just, that's not the way you say something anyway. 
um, not not beyond what he said, the heart behind it, just the way he said it. Well, it's just yeah, a, a, incredibly um, crass and just insensitive way to say. Well, and he got he into. Said. I mean, it's it, it. Look, it's it sounds like a war against people with Down syndrome. Now he came back, and he and he said. Look, there's a profound moral difference between this fetus should now be aborted and this person should have been aborted years ago. So he's trying to say, well, how there's there's a difference. I'm saying that if you know they're going to have Down syndrome, the most moral thing you can do is abort them ahead of time. But I'm not saying that people who are living with Down syndrome should have been aborted. I don't get that. Well, I, logic. Know, that, yeah, that, there's two. I don't know. I, I don't get the logic either because essentially. Um, if it's uh, this is, I mean, Dawkins is not uh, a, a, a professor of ethics. Um, he is an evolutionary biologist. That's primarily what he's known for. He addresses ethical issues all the time. But it's if it's immoral to not abort a child, a baby with um, Down syndrome, then it is immoral to have not done that ten years in the past. And, and do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, that almost seems to be – it goes without saying. That essentially, what Dawkins is saying is that people who did not abort their children who had Down syndrome did the immoral thing. And that's really rather an astounding thing to say. Number one, I think it's very cold and, um, and profoundly logical. Uh, in the sense that financial-wise, ease of life-wise, he's absolutely correct. It is the most logical thing to do to abort a child with Down syndrome. It's logical. But I would to say that it's the most moral thing to do is astounding to me. So what you're saying there is that we're not supposed to be um – we're not supposed to be led by what seems to be logical decisions. Uh, now, when I say logic, understand, I mean logical in the sense of uh, – it depends on your definition of logic, but uh, in the sense of what is best and easiest yes, okay. for the yeah. existing people. Because I could see I some people raising up logical against, to do that. Yeah, I could see some people raising up against that and saying – even who aren't Christians saying, well, that doesn't – it's not logical. But you're saying from a standpoint of making a decision based on what is the easiest thing – Yes. For you to do is... Sacrifice, essentially, in and of itself. Sacrifice and suffering, uh, especially voluntary sacrifice for somebody else, is never the logical thing to do. But it is often, if not always, the right thing to do, the moral thing to do. I could understand. I would disagree with him in, in a large sense. I could understand if Dawkins had come out and said that uh, aborting a Down syndrome child is the logical thing to do. And I would want to say, well, what do you mean logical? Do you mean it's the easiest thing to do? It's the most financially beneficial thing to do? Well, I could understand saying that. But look, it is a profoundly... I, gosh, I don't want to engage in hyperbole here, but I almost, I, I'm fairly sure I, that, that this is not hyperbole. It is a profoundly wicked statement to me to say that it is immoral not to abort a child with Down syndrome. That's adding ethics and value and right and wrong to a to to a situation that's just. Uh, I, and then the thing I would ask Dawkins if he was sitting here is, 
based on whose morality? Where have, do you get that? Have y'all ever seen – I talk in movies. Y'all go ahead and forgive me. But have you ever seen the movie Gattaca? It was popular – came out in 1997. Um, it starred Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman. And it was about um, basically um, – I'm trying to use um, Wikipedia here, but uh, – Clones and such, right? No, it wasn't clones. It was um, – they used genetic discrimination um, – uh, to use eugenics and um, okay and things eugenics. like that where you know people craft DNA and um, you know letting go of things considered undesirable um, and it just it, to me it, it look it sounds like fear mongering to even bring bring that up but it it starts it it feels like another step down that road of um, convenience pregnancy as opposed to life being sacred and you know i i I think sci-fi but you know it it does make me concerned if if that mentality starts um permeating throughout society what else becomes a valid reason to terminate life that's good and that's, that's a good point that's what concerns me and you know having a having a christian worldview i don't believe this will ever become possible, but, but how much are we going to start trying to, to mess with, you know, pregnancy as opposed to just simply sustain healthy ones? You know, that's a good point. And, and, and Jared Buckley, who was on the show, um, we we played a voicemail from Jared last week. Uh, He's the, uh, the guy that's out in Utah. And, and, um, and I mentioned last week that uh, Jared um, has, he has a couple of websites. One of them was uh, building, uh, uh, well, he's got a podcast called Building Special Families, and he's got a couple of uh, websites that are based on um, that are based on um, uh, family and uh, strengthening family, uh, encouraging families. And uh, Jared is is open that he has, uh, you know, his, his first daughter, a uh, little girl, uh, I believe her name's Faith, is um, is uh, I think she's five now, but she has down she has Down syndrome, right. and this is one of the things that Jared was talking about in a podcast, and we're going to have the link to it in. Uh, I'm going to I'll pull it up to give you the information in just a moment, but uh, we'll also have the link in the, sh- yeah. in the show notes. Um, he did a podcast in response to this thing by Dawkins, and that's one of the things Jared was talking about in the podcast, which I, I highly recommend you go listen to because it was especially if you're interested in this topic because it was really really good. Um, and you could hear a lot of, of the emotion of a dad here talking, but he, he presented some great things. And one of the things he asked Dawkins is, well, what is normal? You know, what is normal? You know, we are all broken people. We are all people who have needs. We are all people who have, uh, in, you know, what is normal? What is perfect? And so, and, and that's that's the great question, I think, that has that has to be asked. And I, look, I'm not, has... Has, has my wife and I ever been – have we ever been faced with the situation where we're told by a doctor that the child that we're about to have may have enormous special needs? No, we have not. Um, we do have a, 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 an adopted son who has some special needs. We actually started off in our adoption process intending to adopt a child with Down syndrome. Uh, it just turned out that God pointed us toward a, a particular child who had a um, different set of needs. But uh, I've got nieces uh, who have special needs, so I'm, you know, I, I, I don't understand it completely from a standpoint like like Jared does. But you know, you get into that. I, I believe all people are created in the image of God, and I believe that they are they are they are created um, with with His image for His glory and for His purposes. And and I 
I maintain that for every person mm-hmm. and, and not categorically for people who are quote unquote normal and people who are quote unquote special needs because mm-hmm. who is normal among us? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know, and, and so I loved, I loved how Jared put that. Let me, let me bring this back to maybe the main topic for the segment and something that Chase brought up. And this was something that Jared really honed in on in the process of Dawkins going through this. He is trying to um, give some, I guess, affirmation to what he said and why he said it. And he says, yes, uh, going back to this is why I think it is immoral to bring a child into the world with, um, or excuse me, immoral to not abort a child with Down syndrome. He said suffering should be avoided. Cause no suffering. Reduce suffering wherever you can. So Dawkins says you should abort a child who may be born with Down syndromes in order to reduce suffering. Now, whether he's talking about in general suffering in the world, whether he's talking about the suffering of the parents or whether he's talking about the suffering of the child, I'm not sure. Although most of you know the Down syndrome children that I've been around did not look like they were suffering to me. Um, but he's saying you should do this to avoid suffering. That's where his 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 logic, his analytical nature, I don't wonder if it doesn't take over and go, well, it's not, again, quote-unquote, you know, choose your own version of normal. It's not normal, so it's suffering. It's an outlier, so it's not right, so it's suffering. And He's saying suffering is immoral. Well, That's it's amazing a, to well, me. Well, yeah, and again, I, I, I don't agree with the dude. Please, please don't hear me saying that. I'm just trying to – I try to get in people's heads and understand their, their reasoning so as to – accurately discuss it but um you know what i just i I can't i can't find enough common ground with him but you know sure there is a um it is a life of um different circumstances i don't even want to say the word inconvenience because most of the parents of special needs children that i know it's not an inconvenience. No, this, is, to, this is your child. Yeah, this, it, this is your and so child. I don't even want to is use it that harder? It, yeah. Does it? Does it present? Right. Uh, let me put this. Does it present? It's. Does it pre- present a different set of circumstances? Right. As as a dad of a of a small little boy who has some special needs about him, uh, which his are not developmental in terms of his, of his necessarily mental capacity, but he's got some you know some physical issues and mm-hmm. some issues in terms of. Um, um, uh, you know, behavioral development, but you know, does it does it present a different set of circumstances than I faced with with mm-hmm. my other kids? Absolutely, yeah. It's it's different. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to the doctor a whole lot more than <laughs> than we really ever have with the other four. But is do, am I? You know, do I? Is that am I suffering? No. I mean, you know, is it is it a is it an inconvenience? No, that's that's my son, and this is what we do, and he is who God is, you know, who God has created him to be. Which, and by the way, that in its of itself is a controversial statement. Sure. I realize, but that is my that is my belief. Well, you mentioned the you mentioned the going to the doctor more. I, I wonder if one of his one of the things kind of guiding his thought process may not be um, the, the cost associated with um, this and the the quote unquote. Um, Again, please, the verbiage I'm using is not necessarily Nick's. It's trying to get into his head here. But is he thinking about a cost for, um, you know, well, all of our insurance goes up because we've got to take care of 
these higher cost needs or society at large are we um you know the social the burden that um social services is feeling it, it, we're, we are covering that because of this you know but see it's still at that point i just my worldview is that that life is sacred and i just i can't i can't <laughs> It's hard to say because I can't find the common ground with this guy. Well, and that's the thing. Look, uh, if he had tweeted out, uh, "Don't, don't, uh, you should abort the child because that's the lo- a logical thing to do." I don't think we'd be talking about this. We already know we disagree with Dawkins. We're theists. We're sure. Christians. We're biblical Christians. But the fact that he, this is the thing that, that incensed all of us, I think, or at least compelled us so strongly, is that he said that it is immoral not to have an abortion when you have a, uh, a Down syndrome child and I presumably other special needs as well. And here's, here's the thing. I want to be very clear. Um, I admire Richard Dawkins. He's brilliant. I find him funny. I find him easy to listen to. Is he a little caustic? Well, yes, but but so can, Driscoll can be a little caustic. Um, uh, but I I kind of like some of the things that uh, some of the ways Dawkins handles himself. Now I totally disagree with him. Uh, we got some feedback on Twitter. Uh, fake heretic wrote in, I, I just merely asked the question, uh, what's your take on Richard Dawkins? And of course, most of what we got being a Christian show was negative. Fa- uh, fake heretic tweeted us and say, said, yes, let's all kick the blank out of Richard Dawkins while he's down, just as Jesus commanded us to. Except well, he didn't say blank. He didn't say blank. He said he said a inappropriate word that we cannot get past uh, the censors uh, here. Here's the thing. I'm not criticizing Dawkins. I'm attacking Dawkins' idea and his ethos and his ethics. And you know what? We need to be able to attack and defend each other's ideas without attacking and attacking the person. I'm not I saying can't. Dawkins is uh, some of some of the tweets we got said Dawkins is an idiot and, and that sort of thing. Well, I, we disagree with him, but he's pretty pretty clever fella. That may be another conversation for another, but I can't tell you the amount of times I've had a friend that would punch somebody in the face who who tried to say a crossword about me, who will get in my face about something where I'm wrong. And so <laughs> I don't understand why it's kicking somebody when they're da- kicking someone who's down, who, first of all, I don't see Dawkins in a real, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't see him cowering. I don't see him running from anything. But at the same time, you know, I don't know why we can't have dialogue with one another about things. Well, he, look, uh, he's, so. he's, he's opposed to God and and Christ and any any thought yeah, of Yeah, well, the, the gentleman who was saying religion, we, but, we're oh, yeah, kicking I understand. him when he's down. I, I got what you're saying. I just don't. You know, if I understanding, I think where you're coming from is is if he had made this uh, chase, if he had made this comment based on well, it's the logical thing to do. You're saying, look, we'd have disagreed with him wholeheartedly, but yes. we would have understood where he's coming. I mean, we would have understood. Okay, well, that's that's based on his worldview, and that makes sense. But this is this is beyond that. He's he's kind of taking it to a different. It's uh, an entirely different plane. To say something is immoral is essentially saying something is evil. And and that's not too big of a leap in logic to say that he's saying it's 
evil to have special needs kids. Yeah. And I would just say, oh. Or allow them to live. Or, or even, okay, so so where's the leap there? What about like children that are born that you didn't realize had special needs? Um, can, can, you know, is it immoral to not kill them? In other words, is it the right thing to do to kill special needs kids? Uh, and of course, it's not. It, it's reprehensible. No, it's, it's this is my my son, uh, my our, our adopted little boy would have been aborted. Um, mm. He he would have been, uh, except for the fact that where he was at the time, he could not. Uh, the the pregnancy was too far along um, by his his you know birth family. So. Um, you know, it's it's one. You know, I see this hits home for me. I look at him all the time and think, "Oh God, thank you that you spared him from that." I mean, he is here. He is enjoying life. He's got, you know, he, yeah, he's got he's got some challenges, but he's enjoying things. He is joyful. It was just it was one thing Jared was talking about. He said, "If you ask my daughter Faith, uh, is she suffering? She wouldn't comprehend. I mean, she's <laughs> she's joyful. You know, and and that's what I look at him. I, I, let me encourage you as we we go out on this segment, just to to go back. And I don't know, Chase, if we have any other feedback you want to read on from from Twitter. But let me just encourage you go to um, Jared Buckley has a couple of sites. One is specialfamiliescoach.com, specialfamiliescoach.com. There you can find his. Um, Building Special Families podcast. At the same time, he has another website called atraditionalfamily.com, the letter A, traditionalfamily.com. Go listen to Jared's um, the latest podcast regarding this. The, the, the great point that I think Jared made was that Dawkins was saying we, we should avoid suffering. One of the things that you may not know, I, I learned it listening to Jared, is that the tests that come back that say that you, are, you, know, that you may have a, a child with Down syndrome – only it's, it's something like five, only like five or ten percent of those tests actually end up being accurate. You have a much larger percentage that the test is wrong. And so Jared is saying, you know, he said in his podcast, are we so scared of suffering that we abort at even the possibility of hardship? And he goes on. And this is a, this is a quote from him. It's not a matter of if you suffer. It's how well you suffer. Avoidance of hardships, dilemmas, suffering and adversity is destroying people, marriages, parents, families and society. This is not what we need to teach the next generation to be scared of difficulties, challenges and adversities. According to Dawkins, we should avoid them at all costs. And I think at all costs. And I think that is an excellent point is that we you know, the Bible prepares us for tribulation and for difficult times where, as Chase is saying, the more logical, human logical argument is avoided at all costs. And I think that's what you're seeing here in Dawkins' uh, life coming out is that logic of let's do everything we can to avoid suffering of any kind and and, and very, quite, quite honestly, so uh, – Contrary to the gospel message and, and scriptural yeah. message. So. Well, Rob Johnson tweeted us uh, at Rob at Rob Johnson ninety friend of the show. Tweeted us uh, Dawkins is on his way out. In other words, his opinion. He is, however, consistent. He doesn't believe in objective morality. Completely agree with uh, that. He is consistent, and, and the fact that he doesn't believe in objective morality kind of makes me just surprised that he would say this act is is immoral. Uh, David talking about the logicalness of suffering and such. I would point us just to the scripture, John fifteen thirteen. Greater love has no man than this to lay down his life for a friend. Well, that's not logical, but it's not immoral. 
to lay down your life for a friend. I would say it's profoundly moral and good and right, and I think the Bible would say that as well. In 2 Timothy 2.3, uh, the Word of God calls us to suffer hardship as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Mm. That's our lot. That's our calling. You know, we were talking about it in church this morning that maybe the the best definition of a Christian in four words, Paul says it in 2 Corinthians uh, 6, I think, um, uh, that we are a people who is sorrowful yet always rejoicing. Well, and, you know, look, this is the thing that we need to talk about in Christendom, and that is that we need in our theology a bucket, maybe you'd call it, for suffering. There's so many aspects of Christianity. There's the gospel, the prosperity gospel message. There are are avenues of Christianity that teach follow Christ— so you can avoid suffering. Follow follow Christ to, you know, and, and, and you can take that message far out. If you're poor, if you're sick, it's because you don't have enough faith or you're not. But but the Bible says, no, have a place for tribulation and suffering because it, it, it will come in various ways and various times. And, hey, sometimes God will remove that through prayer. Sometimes God will strengthen you and give you the power to go through it. Yes. And that's that's a gospel message. It yes. Is, 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 to when you have to suffer, suffer well for um, uh, for his glory. So. Well, an atheist uh, and a person like Karl Marx would say things like, you know, religion is the opiate of the masses. In other words, it's the thing that makes you feel better about life and suffering, etc. Um, a Joel Osteen would, would kind of, if you just listen to, to him, not to single him out, there's, there's other examples, you would kind of get that feeling that, that following God is almost all about feeling better about yourself and, and positivity and such. Uh, but you don't, you get such real nuance. In the Holy Scripture. In this world, you will have tribulation, but take heart, I've over, overcome the world. We're going to have suffering. The Bible does not ever candy coat it, uh, but promises us that there's joy in the midst of it. Amen to that. All right, well, we'll uh, if you got any feedback for us on the Dawkins um, uh, situation or any others, you can, on Twitter, it's at uh, MyGospelFriends, and, um, and then uh, you can reach us on the Facebook page, Hall Dogma. And uh, Facebook.com uh, forward slash groups, yep. forward slash Hall of Dogma, or leave us a voicemail, 205-575-9735, or if international, speakpipe.com forward slash The Gospel Friends. The Gospel Friends. So, Nicholas, in another um, whiplash, whiplash yep. of a moment where we're going to go from Hopefully uh, not whiplash, serious, maybe just some, some you know, bruising, because we're warning them. What you got for us today? I've got 37 signs you're a youth group kid. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Were you guys youth group kids? Oh, dude. I've been in church as long as I can remember. All right. Well, that's actually the thing is I was kind of scrolling through these. Some of these things, I'm not sure if they were children's church or youth group, um, but if you grew up in church, uh, you will find some of these uh, funny. Hit, hit us up. What we got? Did you ever learn, did you ever sing a song where you learned to spell the word Christian? Yes. That was before youth group, though, for me. We'll see that. Okay, thankfully that's a, enough. Okay, so I'm not. Gonna, this wasn't one I was going to bring up, but they had a. Is anybody who is the singing songbook? Actually, salty. 
Do you know? Uh, okay. Yeah. So they had, you remember this guy. And I'm like, I don't remember that from youth group. I remember that from children's hey, look, church. A pro tip, if you're a youth minister and you're dealing salty to your kids and singing, <laughs> I am a CHR, stop. Because you're not being a very good youth minister. You're not well, being a either that or pastor. you've got a uh, youth group full of dorks. Uh, wah, wah. Wait, did I just say that? You, I think you did. Uh, All right. So, David, this one's for you. Yeah. Uh, your youth room had really old couches. Yes. <laughs> I, I got um, sec- second or third hand-me-down couches from a neighbor that uh, went into our youth group room. When we had uh, like it was but like they were comfy. No, we they were they were comfortable. I actually I have one of my former youth group members who has been mad at me for about two years now because I he wanted one of the uh, couches from the youth room for his because he said it's the most comfortable couch. Why did ever. you not give it to him? Uh, well, the 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 uh, some people from the Hall of Dogma Church had secured it for other purposes. Did y'all know, in true story, 37% high school Christian kids in church are 37% more likely to have mysterious skin ailments than atheist kids? And I attribute that. And to there's the, the germaphobe. All right, dirty from the dirty couches. Stuff, yeah. Look, we had, and that's totally not a made-up statistic that I just we had, out of thin air. We had painted floors. We had hand-me-down couches, chairs. Oh, yeah. We had old lamps that were falling apart. Oh, yeah. We had. I mean, it was. It is a good thing that the building. Yeah, it was hand-me-down fire uh, inspector. Thank you. That's what building, building inspector. It was awesome. All right. So what about um, <laughs> you perfected the art of the side hug? Oh uh, yeah, side hug is important. Side it is important. important. Look, there were there were a the lot. Alternative of, is the front hug, which danger. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was a lot of things on this list, including um, when you went on beach trips, the uh, the swimsuits had to be checked, quote unquote, checked uh, or covered with a t shirt. There you go. Modest is hottest. All right. So, have you ever um, given your testimony in front of a large group before? Testimony in air quotes, by the way. I have. Testimony. That sounds very youthy. Would you be willing to give your testimony this week? Your public, there you go. Your public prayers are filled with Father God and just dot, dot, dot. Just. <laughs> prayers with the Father God just, just fill <laughs> See, I knew, look, I'm, I'm hearing people. I'm hearing we myself. Don't do well, we don't do well training people to pray publicly because people are, are so concerned with how they sound. Like you've got to fill all, you can't have any dead, dead air. And so you end up with a lot of Oh, that. yeah. All right, so I hate that Samuel has stepped away, but you learned just enough on the guitar to lead worship with four chords. Does that mean anything to anybody? Well, it doesn't mean because I don't know anything about music. I don't know anything about okay. guitars, so. G, C, D, um, maybe, those an are a, letters. maybe an E. Those are chords, and oh. if you can play those four or five chords, when I was in youth group, you could play just about every worship song you needed Dude, to. I tried so hard to learn how to play guitar because really? I totally knew that would be the way to complete popularity with all the females but i just i failed to learn guitar so there's one um i'm married now by the way so well you say that because one of these that i wasn't going to mention but that when then when you did um you wondered how to move from relationship from i love you like a brother slash sister to boyfriend girlfriend <laughs> nice <laughs> all right so um which number are you on here are you just I'm jumping around, around a little bit um i've got uh, a couple i want to point out okay you know all the motions to lord i lift your name on high Oh, we did that one in uh, Children's Church. All right, Big House. And that's oh, where it we belongs, did Big House. We did Big House. Also, what about trading big, big my sorrows? With a, you can play football. Football, yeah. That was my favorite part. Do you not want to play football in heaven, Chase? You, I yeah, totally you got a problem do, with that. But that's a song not for high school kids, that's for children. Well, All right, that, what about trading my sorrows? Yes. Yeah, we did that. Okay, it's a little more high schooling. What about Pharaoh Pharaoh? 
No, again, children. Okay, children. Treat my kids, high school kids, more my like kids adults. are right Ministers. now running around singing Pharaoh, Pharaoh. Here's the thing. I, I, I don't gonna, even know where they got. I'm going to take this a step back because I, I think this is a a youth group slash children. I, you know, I think the author is. Look, if you're plain, doing Pharaoh, Pharaoh in your youth group, stop. resign yes. right now. Unless you have you're being you've missed your calling, <laughs> resign and then go to the pastor of your church and ask if you can serve in children's ministry. The okay. Hall of Dogma, in fact, needs some uh, children's. We help, need some so. children's help. <laughs> yeah. Come here. You can teach, teach Pharaoh, Pharaoh all you want. So the next one is the motions to Pharaoh, Pharaoh were a little edgy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not remembering the motions very well. What were oh, the wait. ones that you? Oh, yeah, yeah, I kind of do remember that. There's oh, there's some the sway back in that. I get the salties now. The, you see it now? Yeah. Okay, so what were some of the ones that jumped out at you? Okay. Oh, some of the ones that jumped out at me. Yeah. Um, well, the one they said where uh, number fourteen was. You've seen this performed live, or you've helped perform this, but it was the Lifehouse Everything skit. Oh, oh yeah, look, I love that skit. Oh, it is. Mm, that's you, good. You're, you're being sarcastic. No, no, I'm serious. That's well, a good it skit. is good. The first time you've seen it, okay, but no, it's been 10, done 20, like twenty thousand. Okay, but times. see, hold up, yeah. but foul. I flag on the play. The problem is, it's not the Lifehouse Everything skit. It's every human video. Somebody does something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they go cry in a corner. And Jesus saves the day. Jesus comes up, and, and what—that's the thing. Well, that's that is uh, that is kind of parallelish to that's the gospel. Theater, right? it, it, Not it, in Nick's it world. Is. In Nick's world, what happens? I don't know. You cry in a corner. <laughs> well, look, in y'all's world, Jesus walks out on stage, makes you cry in the corner, and then <laughs> accepts that is you. Not. Oh my goodness! True. I would like to apologize to Charles Spurgeon <laughs> and, all right. and all Reformed, reformed people for all of history. <laughs> that, Sorry, that was too easy. Like one of the funniest books in the world would be Nick's Guide to Reformed Theology. <laughs> Nick's Guide to Calvinism. All right, uh, you participated in a CU at the Pole Rally. I've been oh, there, yeah. done, that. done that. All right, number number two. You didn't do number two. <laughs> what about doing number two as part of youth group stuff? <laughs> well, with David's youth group, it was plenty. Experience all of I don't know if you did number two or not, but you did not I do. I suspect he did. You did not do. <laughs> yeah, you did not do number two on this list, which was. Oh, well, that would be outrageous. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Wow. I want to apologize to our breathe. listeners who may have tuned in. Because I don't know if anybody else found that funny. Tags on this post we find ourselves hilarious. No, that's nursery. Okay, okay well. You didn't do this one that comes after one. Well, I can't do that either. <laughs> the second. <laughs> yeah. This is the you one survived. that comes after number one. You survived a fear factor. The pastor wouldn't let you do that. You survived a fear factor inspired eating game. That oh, was one. Wow. That's Dude. pretty popular in uh, in youth groups. They, yeah, that was that was a good one. To eat weird stuff. So have either have y'all ever eaten a roach, by the way? No, I've I eaten I've eaten worms and junk. I've eaten a big worm before, but I just I can't imagine eating a roach. All right, so I'll ask this to you guys as youth pastors. Have you ever presided over any of your former youth's wedding yet? Yes. Uh, have I? No, not yet. I I have, but I, I made a call back when I was doing youth ministry. I just stood up one night and said, I call doing all your weddings. Which you know is going to fall apart on you. Well, no, it hadn't yet. Well, but look, if he called it, I but mean, only because they I'm, have to obey, right? Not the holy <laughs> well, rule of the call. So here's the funny story. His brother-in-law and um, his soon-to-be, in about a year, sister-in-law came up to me and said, hey, we're going to play a joke on David. Yeah, oh, nice. they thought it'd be funny. Oh, yeah, and it was great. And da- look, David didn't go 
all that he went shut it off no motion hardcore that's fine <laughs> that's fine <laughs> nope i so. went to him when when they told me they said you know we're going to nick for counseling and we're going to get him to the wedding i said go ahead i won't be there <laughs> i did i told him i won't show up and we all know he would have been because his wife would have dragged him there. Not because uh-huh. I, I'm against Nick, because just. But anyway, oh look, you have there was no it. way in in the world anybody was doing that that ceremony but you. But it was funny to mess with David. You like doing weddings, don't you? David? I do enjoy doing weddings, yeah. Chase. I've learned over the years at the Hall of Dogma Church to to uh, enjoy weddings because um um there are times where the uh, senior elder of the Hall of Dogma <laughs> Church um turns down weddings because he's. Air quotes busy. Yeah, well, sometimes you're busy. And There's important so I, ministry things. I going actually on. ended up doing a wedding one time, Nick, um, okay. for a um, a family in the church. Um, well, it was a okay. It was, it was not it, a family in the church. It was someone at it was the somebody church. Somebody we never met. It was before. someone at the church who wanted a wedding done for like, their family member. A great nephew or something. No, it I wasn't. Mean, but anyway, four it was, times removed. So um, the senior elder. Captain Crunchy turned it down. I think we figured that part out. Because he was busy. Nick, would you like to guess uh, what he was doing the third Saturday in October of that year? How recently has it been? Hold on. A couple years ago. So he was watching Alabama beat the living daylights out of Tennessee? It was an Alabama football game, and he he was busy that weekend. Hey, was it in in 2010 by chance? I I mean, you weren't doing anything. I zing. All right. Is it time for Teoli? I do want to. I oh, do want to say. Um, better get ready. The battle really is going to happen when the twins get married, and I want to see y'all fight it out. So, oh, I'll, uh, I'll, I think Dave's going to do the twins' I, marriage. I called that a long time ago too. I'll have a part though. And that's the thing. He you can be play. the uh, ring bear. I mean, maybe something like that. Chase, wow. look, the only humans in the world who get to go over to Rev Verbage's house are the <laughs> Hugert twins. So, <laughs> hold on. I got to got to throw out a couple more. Um, does I could only imagine it still give you chills? No. Boy, I've heard that song about a billion times. My theology ruins, I can only imagine, for me. Well, because Oh, that sounds like a long topic for a, a future show. I, can, what problem do you have with that song that's so beautiful and wonderful and everybody listening real quick. loves? Do you even think we have about another officers? 30 seconds real quick? To 30? Okay, 10-second explanation. Uh, if John... The Apostle John, who was Jesus' best friend on earth, if he saw the risen Christ and the first thing he did was fall flat on his face, I guarantee that's what everybody's going to do. It ain't going to be, I wonder what I'll do. Will I dance? Will I jump up and shout? Will I turn around and circle? No, you're going to hit your face. I, and I do then, happen to agree with you. And then Jesus will come and put his shoulder, his think, hand on your okay. shoulder and say, Theologically. Okay, but theologically, yes. You will, you will fall. But think about... By the way, you're taking it over 10 seconds. I just want to point that out. Will that be the long-term experience? Every time you see Jesus, that's why eons into it. No, I don't think. But, I mean, if you're going to write a song about what you're going to do the very first time you see Jesus... Make it accurate. Look, I'm just saying, I just don't think it's... I just don't think it's theological. Theologically accurate. It's a great song. It's It's emotionally accurate. Because what it does is... Tweet Bart Millard right now and let him... No, he needs to change that. Well, that's his name, isn't it? Anyway, look, I, I agree with you guys. I don't think we're that's, too much that's in youth group mode for me to say. And it's a great song. It, it's got a great tune to it. I just said theologically, you know, I it, my theology ruins a lot of songs for me. So uh, we shouldn't mess with him on the on Twitter. He has a lot more followers than we do seventy two point <laughs> eight thousand. Wow, that's more. Wow. Those so, were, that was good. That was yeah, good. that was fun. Uh, thank you, churchpop.com. 
All right, boys, uh, we have an abbreviated version of Teoli to play. Because, quite frankly, we don't have a whole lot of showtime left. We got business to attend to tonight. Well, uh, too, yeah, we do. Uh, huh? What? I mean, look, we know we've got something to do. I mean, he's going. No, I'm going to be right out here drafting my team like everybody else. Oh. I just, I would like to point the good people to a website where they can. No, you should not. <laughs> I think you should. What is that? Agapevinson.com slash... Let's move on. It would be Chigger Hill. Tioli? Chigger Hill. Okay, Dot agapevinson.com. Tioli? So, by the way, our our church is having its annual men's fantasy football draft tonight, (laughs) Um, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, so take it or leave it. Uh, Only have a couple of questions today. I I figured we would... We would run. I mean, it's a couple of topics today to to go through. I figured we would run late, and we want to leave plenty of room for the show, so... Um, I will give you guys the first uh, first one to pick. Uh, either one of these is pretty interesting, I think. Here are your topics. Which one do you want to take and which one do you want to leave? Topic number one, Hong Kong sneeze. Or topic number two, evil or not. Hong Kong sneeze or evil or not. I'll pass this. See, okay, well, go All right, I'm going to go with uh, just since um – my, my son's from Hong Kong. We'll go with that one. Okay. Hong Kong sneeze. It turns out in Dyer County, Tennessee, <laughs> D-Y-E-R County, Tennessee, a young girl got in-class suspension mm-hmm. this week from her teacher about this. for responding, quote, bless you, after a classmate sneezed. Essentially- What's that uh, have to do with Hong Kong? Uh, well, Hong Kong sneeze was a uh, famous illness in the old Lancelot Link TV show. So, uh, what in the world? <laughs> you are such a geek. Just pulled out of thin air. If you you've never, if you've never seen Lancelot Link, that's the show where the monkeys. Okay, play do, you, do you know how I've seen that show? How? Monty, um, who's a member of the Hall of Dogma Church, yes. great man, um, good guy who's taken a you know older male interest in kind of. Helping me kind of father my son. Yes. Um, provided that to me as something he liked to used to watch. He used to like to watch, which gives me a little bit of frame of reference of how old that show is. It's pretty old. It Dude. was on Nick at Night when I was in high school or whatever. Oh. That's a funny show. Is Seeing it? all okay. those, I don't know what they are chimpanzees, gorillas. They're not monkeys, they're bigger than that, but. Playing secret agents, it's it's just good stuff. All right, I'm reading this article, and I, my this is unbelievable. Well, the student said that the teacher gave her in class suspension, and that the t- the student alleges the teacher said we're not going to have godly speaking in our class, and that's uh, uh, so that's what the student says. Uh, the teacher essentially says that there's a list of banned words she has on her chalkboard, including stuff, s t u f f. Uh, I'm sorry, bless you, and a few other things. I'm sorry is a... I think that's on there, yes. I'm sorry. Give me a second, I'll find it. We can't apologize I'm utterly either. confused right now. Hey, I'm going to use my... Stupid use, is one of the words. I'm going to say stupid. <clears throat> I'm going to use my rev verbiage skills, uh, my uh, superpowers to uh, to uh, make a make a uh, prediction that this Go lady is like an atheist. What do you think? I... 
Some of the other words, I'm looking at the chalkboard now. You can't say, I don't know. You can't say, bless you. Can't say, hang out. You can't say, my bad. Can't say, dumb, stupid, or boring, or stuff. And you can't say, blessed. And you can't say, blessed. Yes. Most of those words, to be fair, not religious words. So you like it or lump it? (laughs) I mean, I. I, Can you like part of it? That's really like all I've got. No, I don't. Look, I lump it. I mean,. She says, this is not a religious issue, the principal says. This is, the teacher felt a distraction in her class. I mean, the, the girl, the, the student sneezed, and she said, bless you. And yeah, I'm gonna, you know who made a distraction of this? You know who made a distraction out of it? The teacher. The media. So what I no, hear you teacher. saying, David, is because you hate teachers. Nick, yes. No. Married to a teacher? I'm, what do you think about I'm married this? to a teacher, too. Look, if you, you sneeze, oh. you sneeze. I'll say bless you. You know how long all that's going to take? I might even say God bless About you. one and a half seconds, and we're done. You know who made the distraction out of it? The person that comes over and engages her in a conversation about why she said bless you, puts her in in-school suspension, gets on Fox News, gets on the media. I mean... David, calm down. I am. I'm fine. Go ahead. I lump it. <laughs> lump. What about you, Nicholas? I, Founding just, member of the AEA. Wow. Wow. Okay. I I don't know what just happened. Um, Here's the thing. I actually have no problem with a a teacher having good uh, uh, defined classroom management. Yes. Where where the kids know what to expect, um, and there there to be cut and dry consequences. I actually affirm that as a dad who's already had to talk to his son's kindergarten teacher uh, (laughs) about his behavior because it's taken some adjusting. I I like that. the, the fact the kid got suspended is ridiculous. So, okay, no, that, that that is there's an underlying agenda there, and uh, yeah, I, I, I can't see how there's not that some is, type of that is political correctness run amok. You hear stories about this every now and then. Students suspended for using finger guns. You know, when you make your finger in the shape of guns, that kind of stuff. We got to cut down on that. We're all three at fact of the matter married to teachers who. Mm-hmm. Uh, all have been professional teachers, and some of whom still are professional teachers. So I'm a fan of teachers, not a fan of stupid rules. Here's your next choice. Uh, choice number one, idiotic or majestic. Do you want to take that story, or do you want to take NASCAR nasal polyps? I think we've got to go with nasal polyps. I think we need to do the NASCAR thing. All right, so you remember the part of the pre-show when I said I don't have – an extra topic so i'm just going to use an outrageous title and let everybody kind of think i wonder what that story was about well that one was that was it that was it i don't know so we just opened up mystery door number two and there was actually nothing there so let's go with the first one that's a good choice let's take (laughs) the idiotic or majestic one i think you guys made the right decision um, Ann Coulter, and this this story is actually Wait, a couple okay, of weeks old. Okay, if it involves old. Ann Coulter, I want to go back to the nasal polyps. <laughs> um, Nick is um, vice president of the uh, Ann Coulter family. Well, I think we're all going to be. Uh, His friend the- Bean is the president. <laughs> well, <laughs> nice. Hey, Bean, we miss you. At Adhesive Wombat. <laughs> Two weeks ago, Ann I Coulter wrote an article 
uh, titled this, no. Ebola Doc's Condition Downgraded to, quote, idiotic. In that article, Ann Coulter Calm down, essentially said, uh, and I'm going to quote her. I'm still mad at her from the World Cup. She's Garbage. talking about the Speaking missionaries. Speaking of which, Jermaine Jones signs with the New England Revolution. Go ahead. Oh, nice. Uh, she's talking about the missionaries who uh, were doing medical missions work in West Africa and both caught Ebola and were both evacuated back to America where, praise God, they are recovering. Yes. She called them idiots, essentially. Their condition has been downgraded to idiots. And, and she asked the question, why did Dr. Brantley have to go to Africa, the very first risk factor listed by the Mayo Clinic for, for Ebola is travel to Africa? Can't anyone serve Christ in America anymore? No, because we're wow. doing just fine. America, the most powerful, influential nation on earth, wow. is mere, is in a pitched battle for its soul. So no, there's nothing for a Christian to do here. Do you like or lump Coulter's sarcastic uh, calling of these medical missionaries idiots? You're you're being sarcastic. Can't even ask me to like that or lump that, right? Uh, maybe lump that. I mean, that's lump it. Hold on, deep breath, Nick. I. I it's it's a fundamental misunderstanding by Miss Coulter about what um, what the mission is. Um, to answer her question, yes, there's plenty of work for for believers to do here in this country. Um, it's it's something that you know my wife and I talk about frequently because she actually has a, a huge heart for international. Uh, missions, but we are not in a point in our life where we can facilitate that, and so we we make it a kind of <laughs> constant discussion about are we doing what all we can or, or need to be doing while while we're here. But that doesn't mean there's not work to do, and so it's just <sighs> um, I don't know if Miss Coulter claims to be a, a believer or not, but it, it just it illustrates on her on her uh, part. Just kind of a fundamental misunderstanding about. Yeah, look that that is that's just a that's that's a difference in worldview. I, I I think that goes back to a little bit what Chase was talking about earlier about um, you know making decisions logically. I think what she's saying there makes logical sense. Sure, I think Fair that's the logical thing. Um, but that is not the Christian thing. That mm-hmm. is not the biblical thing. I that suspect, is not yeah, the scriptural Dawkins thing. might agree with her. Yeah, <laughs> Dawkins. Oddly could enough, agree with you know, right, wow. right wing, left yeah. wing. There, we, wow. we have we have phrases. We say things like people are like you just need to use your common sense, and I understand why people say that. But truthfully, that's not actually what we're called biblically to do. We are called biblically to be led by the Spirit, which is actually opposite of your natural tendencies uh, most of the time, your your natural inclinations and, and common sense that you're given. Um, I think what those doctors did uh, was, um, you know, was, was in line with their worldview and their outlook. And I lump what she says. Um, I, I don't, you know, I don't know why, you know, she, she's that question of why can't we just serve God here? I think we should serve God here. I think mm-hmm. we should go on mission here. But I think it's there are also people who are called to go on mission there, somewhere else. And so you you do, you fulfill your ministry, as Paul told Timothy, whatever that looks like. And so, um, you know, you, you don't follow logic, you follow the Spirit, and that's what they were doing, and that doesn't make sense to her, and, and I understand that. But, uh, you know, it's uh, I think it was the right call uh, by them. So yes. lump her article there. Let me say this. I'll read one more quote. She says, America is the most consequential nation on earth and in desperate need of God at the moment. Completely agree. Then she says this right after it. If America falls, it will be a thousand years of darkness for the entire planet. 
Now hold on, Juarez. That <laughs> is on, a Juarez. little bit American centric for me, and I'll tell you how I know. She probably sees the United States all throughout Revelation, so uh, she might. If Greece falls, oh, it will be a thousand years of darkness for the entire planet. If Rome falls, it will be a thousand years of darkness for the entire planet. If France falls, it will be a thousand years of darkness for the entire planet. If Great Britain falls, it will be a thousand. All of those civilizations have fallen, and it wasn't a thousand years of darkness for the entire planet. Who knows about America? I know this. We need God in America again, but I don't know that God needs America to be the prominent superpower it is to yeah. do his work in the world. I think we've taken Love that, America, so. but um, God is not standing outside the door knocking, hoping, and praying that uh, he'll you know, still be able to use us to reach the rest of the world. So what I'm hearing you say is you are actually moving to Russia because you hate this country. Let me make this very clear. Hey, did you see oh, how I just beautiful did? beautiful <laughs> space. Did you I see how I just I turned you, things you, over on uh, around on Captain Crunchy? Okay, yeah, so we've did. offended cops, Americans. <laughs> now you defended cops. Oh, Nick and I have no uh, no worries about getting pulled over tonight. Nope. However, you need to watch out. Maybe I better walk home. Well, actually, tomorrow night because this won't be posted until. Good point. Yeah, I can so drive you, home tonight. This is no live feed. So By the way, okay. I love our men and women in law enforcement. Uh, so you know, yeah, totally backtrack. Uh, Listener feedback for the week, guys. We had a couple of new. How do they get in touch with us? Uh, well, these guys got in touch with us by uh, the Twitter. Uh, by what? Where now? The Twitter at my gospel friends. Uh, now, is, are you saying the or 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 Twitter? Are you supposed to actually put a definite article in front of Twitter? Because that sounds kind of foreign. You're not. Why are you and doing you that? guys know where I'm going with this, but let me give you a couple of the, the of the some uh, of the feedback we got first. Ryan. Uh, May need some help here at Solaboomhead. Hmm. Solaboomhead? Hope we got that right. Okay, well, it's... We're going to let you fall on that grenade. Yeah, it's... um, He said, listen to my first podcast of yours. Loved it. We'll be definitely listening to more. So I guess he's going to listen to episode 13 and... What a kind thing to say. I may just uh, have ruined... Uh, Sorry, Ryan, if I... I hope I'm getting that right. If not, contact me and tell me how to say your Twitter handle correctly, because that is a big deal. And we also, I missed Chris Studdard's name. I think last week. That's yeah, right. Not Studdard, Studdard. So if you, if, I hope that's if you listen right, to episode uh, twelve, we, you know, Chris kind of, Chris kind of challenged us to get his name right. I gave that over to Captain Crunchy due to an incident we had on an earlier episode. <laughs> <laughs> where I had had butchered someone's name. Have we heard from Chris since then? Uh, yes, he told us I totally Suskins? butchered this. Sorry. Uh, oh, that guy. Yeah, we, yeah Chris. He was, he was kind. Suskin. Um, you almost did it again. Well, no, it's it's. I put a plural on it. I don't think it's Suskins. I think it's Suskin. But anyway, um, so Chase messed it up. Herschel Crease or Herschel Crease. I would say Crease. Her, okay. Well, Herschel Crease. We'll find uh, out. At W4TMN said, enjoyed listening to the guys at My Gospel Friends. Great to hear guys discuss faith with sometimes different views without being hateful. And that's, uh, I think that pretty much characterizes most I've of us. I've been editing the shows really well. Except, awesome. Except, Good job. Except Nick. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so I was having lunch. Uh, two incidents happened this week. I'm driving down the road with my wife, We're and just kind of out of the blue, uh, so my wife listens to the show. and um, David, be careful. That's awesome. As As your wife, did your wife listen to the show? <laughs> Occasionally. Okay, yeah, that's about my life. She listened more during the summer now that school's in full swing at 
Thanks My wife actually likes the show, and it's not because, you know, she just supports everything that I do. I mean, she does. Right. But, Me and Chase must be very captivating. But it's, it's uh, wow. So <laughs> she just, she enjoys hey, the show. She, she actually Alice. listens yeah. to it. And, uh, but she, she told me, she said, if, if you and Nick do not stop referring to Twitter as the Twitter, I'm probably not going to listen to him, which was a little little start because I had never really thought of it. Just at some point, Nick started this thing where he would just go at the Twitter, and I just picked up on it. It infected all of us. But it was I, actually on the Twitter. So then I had lunch but. with a good friend of the show, real this time, Emmanuel, who is actually going to be co-hosting um, in a couple of weeks. And um, yeah, Emmanuel. And he was he. We were kind of talking about the show, and he said, "If Nick doesn't stop saying the Twitter." I may stop. Why's it got to be me? I may stop listening to the show. Why's it got to be me? I guess because I was sitting across from him at the time. So Nick, you have angered at least two of our listeners. <laughs> no, 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 no. By no, saying okay. the Twitter, and and I'm wondering. If I think we needed a public apology. Is I, I am think. wondering if you have angered. Like if there are let's. Hey, contact us this week and let us know if you are angered. Really, so Nick can send you an apology. <laughs> really, for saying the Twitter. Apparently, you are not supposed to do that. I, I did ask Emmanuel. I said, "Is it? Do you get angry if people say WalMarts?" And he says, "No, I actually think it's funny if people put a plural where they're not really? supposed to." Really, Emmanuel. So I said, "Could we call it Twitters?" Hey, let's talk about Vermont, Emmanuel. How about that? Let's talk about. <laughs> I guess we could compromise. Call it the Twitters. I was about to say, is is incendiary? He is, has been towards my wife's home state. I think we're going to have to find a compromise. Look, all he said was there was no saved people there. <laughs> Platt disproved that. Do we have any listeners in Vermont? Not anymore. Uh, No, we lost all those. Of course, we lost all Americans in general this week. So, but David Platt disproved that because they had um, Vermont was the last. Oh yeah, they to tune into Secret Church to the last Secret Church. So, is it possible for the sake of the show that you could quell yourself and stop calling? I'm throwing to the audience. Audience, you let us know. Twitter or the Twitter? You got it. And and you're going to go with whatever they say. I will. So you're willing to sacrifice two for the majority. In fairness, I picked it up from a podcast that did it just to be funny, and I think I think it may have been uh, Tom Merritt used to do it um, on that some does of the tech. Very Tom uh, Merrittish yeah, on some of the the tech shows he did. Um, he's been on three now. So uh, most recently, Daily Tech News Show. Check it out if you're into tech. Um, but it's not something I'm married to. I just did it to kind of be funny. I did not mean to. Uh, it will be interesting from this point. I would like to hear from people. Yeah, so you yeah, guys look, vote. Should we do Twitter? Love Emmanuel the to death, Twitter? but I'm throwing it to the audience. And uh, so let us know, and you can contact us on Twitter, Twitter. or the Twitter. <laughs> so here's the thing. If it goes wrong <laughs> for like the next five weeks, we're going to be uh, – uh, the thing with the bird. That's what I was going to ask you. That's thing. what I was going to ask you. You think you'll be able to pull back from it? You think you'll be able to reprogram yourself? Oh, I intentionally yourself? do it on purpose. Like I, you intentionally do but, it on purpose. You know, once you which start is a good way road, to. Yeah. Um, that's it's a, a good double reason. affirmative yeah, instead of a double negative. That's a good <laughs> reason alone to intentionally do things on purpose. If I had something that wouldn't be painful, I would throw it at you. What he means by that is something that wouldn't break. Yeah, I have my my Tervis <sighs> tumbler, which is an insulated cup that I don't want to break, even though they'll refund it and have a glass bottle. And then Dave's going on vacation a week, and I don't want to keep him from doing so. Please contact us on the Twitter, and also uh, the Hall of Dogma has had some good discussions. Well, you the be votes able are to not stop in there. yet. Okay. The votes are not in yet. And also, we've had some good Hall of Dogma discussions some this week. Great ones, yeah. Rob um, post, posted a great question this week in the Hall of Dogma. A lot of uh, a lot of interactivity there, which and I want to call fighting. Which I want to call out one of my Hall of Dogma people yeah because one of the men in the hall of dogma is 
the fail of the decade, and mm. he can talk to the Hall, but he cannot call in Old and Tristan. answer for his crimes. Tristan, so. Star Wars. Well, anyway, I can't hardly blame him after. Uh, oh no, we raked all of the Man up, Tristan Hood. Uh, you Sorry. can also contact us uh, at voicemail 205-575-9735 um, and speakpipe.com for international listeners. Speakpipe. Slash, yeah, there you go. Uh, speakpipe.com slash the gospel friends. Guys, before we get out of here this week from Ed Stetzer's blog on Christianity Today, Church Signs of the Week, I just want both of you know from the bottom of this Baptist church's heart, you, gentlemen... Are God's good idea. Oh wow! Hey, by the way, uh, you are God's real quick. Good idea. Yeah, you are God's good idea. Uh, this is David three second seconds. Closing. You think we got three or four more? No, this will be second. The last one. Three Five. seconds. Give me Chase. Start with you. First round draft pick tonight. Who's going to be? Uh, oh, well, wow. I'll tell you, uh, David. I'll do this for you. I'm going to tell you who it's not going to be. Okay, that's not what I asked. Uh, well, I, but I'm not going to tell you who I'm going to draft first. Fantasy round. football coming up. It's not going to be Sam Bradford because very oh, yeah. sadly Sam Bradford has Sorry, re-injured his ACL and it looks like he's out for the season. Which I really feel bad for the guy. Well, if you were going to draft Sam Bradford in the first round, that would explain why you have not been in the uh, Hall of Dogma Church League championship game the last two years facing me because that's where I was, Chase. Losing both. Losing both. (laughs) I was steamrolling the league last year until Aaron Rodgers also got wounded. I'll say this. I'm not going to say first first round, round. but I actually, for my third quarterback, I am actually considering picking up all uh, Johnny football. As much as that pain. For your third. Yeah, it wouldn't be. If he's still available that deep, I'll use him. I'll pick him up on a on a whim. Yeah. Look, I'm the guy who drafted Tebow because I was really hoping they convert him to like a tight end, right. or you know they'd use him somehow last no year. Doubt. Anyway, if I had the first pick, David, I would take Jamal Charles. Just I'll give you that. If much. I had the first pick, I would take Jamal Charles. I had Jamal on my. We are in a PPR fantasy. League, yeah, we are in a PPR league, and I had uh, him on uh, my team last year, and uh, well, that was one of the reasons that I helped uh, that I was in the championship game, battling it out to the end. Amen. You know what's better than fantasy football? Jesus. Jesus. And the fact that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That was awesome. You got yeah. gospel juked. Religion, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Religion. Now All we've right, offended that, the Christians. That wraps up <laughs> episode <Hopefully not. laughs> 13. Well, we'll still have that heretic guy from Twitter. As um, long as he's not American or police or, or police Christian. officer. We need to help him clean oh, up his language, though. For a little us, bit. Just, little just bit. a tad. All right, guys. And we lost him. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a wrap for episode 13. Freddy Krueger's favorite episode. Oh, wow. Somebody shut this down. See you next week. I'm waiting for you to say bye. Uh, well, I thought you was playing music already. I was playing music. What's going to be funny is when I'm playing music over this. Awesome. And then people are like, what are they saying? Grace and peace. Good night. I know where the bodies are buried. <laughs>